Welcome to the Homegirls. Four top producing mega realtors, moms, wives, and friends talking about real estate and real life. Angela, Kristen, Jessica, and Lindsay are in the top 1% of all real estate agents and would be honored to receive your real estate referrals in Colorado. Join us as we drop a new episode every Monday anywhere podcasts are aired, in real life on YouTube, and connect with us every day on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at HomegirlsCO. Thanks for listening. We love you. Hey guys, it's your homegirls here. We are with our friend and uh, fellow homegirl down in Phoenix, Simone Wilder today. What's up? We are so excited to have you on here. Um, So Simone has been licensed down in the Phoenix area for two and a half years now with Deluxe Realty. She closed 51 transactions in 2019 for a total volume of 15 million and her um, niche is first-time homebuyers. So we want to hear about that. We want to hear how you decided to make that your jam and how you handle all that and have a little baby boy at home. Yeah, I do. Um, so I don't know if I actually decided that that would be what I did first-time homebuyers, but it just sort of like happened. Um, prior to getting my license, I was a gym owner. So I had a gym with my husband and, you know, like it was a CrossFit. So if you know kind of the demographics of who does CrossFit, it's a bunch of like, do you, you do it? Oh, Kristen's obsessed with CrossFit. Okay. Okay. So there's, you know, 20 to 40 year old people there. It's a very like engaging, inspiring environment. And, um, a lot, you know, a lot of personal development starts just to kind of naturally happen in that environment. And I was the head coach, you know, owner and head coach. And so I just had like really strong connections with a lot of people. And simultaneously, I had always had an interest in being a realtor um, for, for several years, not for any reason, but that a bunch of people just told me like, you would be a really great real estate agent. And it, it was like such a weird thing that would come up regularly. So I decided like, well, let me just go and like do this nine day crash course and just get my license just so that I have it. So I did. And um, after that, you know, people at the gym like started knowing that I had my license and I just was like, well, I'll help you buy your first house. And so I helped like, I think had my license for about a month and had my first transaction and then the next month did too. And then after that, just like started, just word started spreading and people started reaching out to me asking about, Hey, I know that such and such at the gym bought a house. So can you help me? Um, and then next thing you know, I was just selling a lot of first time home buyers. So that's kind of how it happened. And because I love to coach, um, it's kind of a natural thing for me because I mean, as you guys know, like working with first timers is a lot of just like teaching, um, you know, building up their self-esteem, solving problems that seem like big problems to them, but aren't big problems to us. Um, And just getting them to that point of like, here are your keys. This is the best thing ever. And seeing them like have this big success that they didn't really think was possible for them is pretty much a drive. That's like a driving force for me. So it's just a good fit um, in general. So that's how I got into it. So working with first-time homebuyers, how many houses on average would you say that you show a first-time homebuyer and how do you manage that on your own? Because you don't have a showing assistant, right? No, I don't. Um, I, I don't. And I should. Um, 
but I am, uh, I'm very particular about uh, how homes are shown. So um, I show probably between five and eight homes. Um, it's getting closer to five. I'm getting like better at just being able to kind of coach them prior to us showing, like this is what we're doing. You know, you have $200,000 to spend. So we're not, we're not going to buy like P Diddy's house. So yeah, like <laughs> the floors are gonna be like kind of fucked up. And like, you're not really gonna like the countertops because you're broke. So, but what we're doing is like stepping stone house. So you need to go from paying someone else's, paying someone else's rent to paying your own shit. And then once, once you're doing that for a while, in two to three years, we're gonna sell this one and go get you like your MTV Cribs house. So I do a lot of upfront coaching like that. So then when we're out, it's the, the expectation is more appropriate um, because prior to me working on that part of, of my coaching my, my people, um, I would be out showing home like 20 homes and it would be like, well, I don't like the color of these light bulbs. I'm like, are you fucking for real? Like you're, you know, you're running to spend $900 a month on a mortgage. Are you crazy? So it's taken me a while to get to being like in that five to eight um, showing range. And I'm, I'm really glad I'm there now or else I'd be dead by now. I'd actually be dead on the street. I, I love you. To point out that that blip is the entire reason we're friends. <laughs> what? <laughs> just what I just said. If that doesn't explain why I love you, I'm not really sure what will. <laughs> and that was probably the best description for a first-time homeowner. Like, I'm dealing with a first-time homebuyer right now, and he's in that same exact position. I'm like, man, I wish I would have laid it like that to him. <laughs> I, um, I, do, I do some things that I think are pretty unique. Um, because of my background in coaching, it is, I very much view my job with them as a coach. I don't, I don't, and, and I set the dynamic up in that way. I'm really not interested in working with somebody who doesn't want to be coached. Like you're, you're 28, you make great money and you're renting. There's something wrong with that. You know, so obviously you need a coach. You, you're not, it's not that you're, you know, trying to save money or your credit sucks or whatever. It's like, literally you're able to do this, but there's something stopping you. Right. So for me, that's the dynamic from the beginning of like, if you want to get this done, I'm going to help you get there. And I'm the best at helping you get there, but you are going to have to kind of come to grips with what we're actually doing versus what you see on TV and what you think you're doing and what your parents say you should be doing. You know, the parent, the dad that always comes in, like I would, I wouldn't pay more than a hundred thousand dollars for this house. And it's like, well, it's not 1962. So, you know, get fucking real and like, cool. I guess your kid can continue to live in their studio apartment for 1700 a month. Like, or they can pay what they need to pay, get all their closing costs covered and fucking be a baller and walk into their house with their earnest deposit returned back to them. And they have money for furniture and now they're an adult. And five That's years from now they'll have more money in their pocket. Exactly. Right. Nobody's walking around with 20% down buying their first house. Right. So, you know, you don't get to be, um, you know, we're not, we're not in the realm of like being that unreasonable with these oh. people. Um, not everybody is as amazingly ballsy as you are. I like, I'm obsessed with you and love everything that you just said, but for people who aren't naturally as confident or bold as you are and really struggle with telling people no, or telling people what's going on or telling people the truth, 
how would you coach those agents into being stronger and more confident in telling people the truth? Because that can be really hard and agents can just get like completely pulled around and dragged around by their clients and never figure out how to tell them the truth. Yeah. Um, I think that the number one thing to, for an agent to work on is how they view themselves. Um, for me, like, this hasn't always been the way I've been. Now I do naturally have a strong personality so that I'm not going to act like, you know, that's not a thing, but starting out, you know, when I first got my license, I was just like anybody else nervous, you know, I'm not quite sure if I even should be doing this. Why should these people listen to me? You know, those were all thoughts that I had. And those are thoughts that I have now. I mean, I work with a lot of, um, a lot of self-doubt, a lot of like negative self-talk. So I spend a lot of time um, in personal development. I do every single day. I, I, um, I start my day doing like a gratitude list. Um, I do meditation every single day. I've hired a coach and he's like a real estate coach, but not really. I mean, he's more of like a life coach. He helps me to confront these ideas that I have about myself that make me scared to lose a client to being honest with them. Cause I have before, like make no mistake. I'm, I'm a very polarizing agent. You know, if, if we're working together, it means that you have bought into the fact that I am being this way because I want the best for you. I don't want you out searching for months and months. I don't want rates to change on you. I don't want you to all of a sudden have some collection hit your shit and now you can't buy it for another year and a half. You said you wanted to buy a home you need a place to go and I know how to do it and we're doing it. But a lot of people can't accept that. And before I would be like, Oh shit, you know, Oh my God, such and such isn't texting me back anymore. I wonder if they're mad at me because I told them that blah, blah, blah about the closing costs. And now I'm getting better about like, Oh, they're not texting me back. That's fine because I have 10 other people who are, and if they want to work with me, cool, they're going to reach out. And if I'm not the right fit for them, that's also very cool. Like there are, so many wonderful, amazing agents, and I am not the right agent for everybody. So why am I going to fret about it? So for those agents that are like scared to be, the, be their most authentic self and whatever that is, be like, stand in truth, be honest. I would say that you are not going to be your true, your, your most maximum successful until you start doing this. So you just have to confront the fact that like, not everyone is going to want to work with you and not everybody is going to want to hear the truth. But when you tell people the truth, they respect you and they trust you and they hear you. I've had people come back to me from other agents who said, you know, got mad at me, went and started dabbling with some other person. That person was kind of like fucking up and like telling them things that just weren't true. They were getting beat out on multiple offers. They were getting whatever, not what they needed. And they came back and they're like, listen, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily want to admit it, but you're right. I've got to do it this way. And it's like, cool, let's get it done. But even if that didn't happen, it doesn't define who you are and your value. So you don't have to put so much weight on what this client thinks of you. You know, it, they don't, they are not the, they are not the source of your self-worth. So don't make it, don't make it into something. It's not, they're a good fit or they're not. That's obsessed it. with you. And oh. you sound more mature in your self-confidence 
than uh, me after 19 years in the business and probably most agents I know. So that is awesome. Good on you. Well, th this understand this is all an act for this camera. Like none of this is really true. <laughs> Uh, I doubt that. Edit this part out. Edit this part. I can feel the confidence oozing off of you, so I doubt that. Listen, you, okay, the, I've read up on you guys. You guys are fucking badass ballers. Like, <laughs> next level shit. True. Put that on the business card. Yeah, yeah but Simone, yeah. here's the thing. Like, I'm listening to you two years in, and I'm like, God, damn, where would my career be? right now, 19 years later, if I had nailed that confidence sooner okay. or ever, ever. <laughs> so that's amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you. So I have my notepad out because I have a question that happens a lot um, with realtors, especially newer realtors. Um, and I just want to know exactly how you would respond to it so that we can all respond like that um, in the future. So. <laughs> <clears throat> Simone, I've been in the business forever, so I know better than you. Um, so, you know, how would you respond to an agent that leads with their resume? And um, it drives me crazy personally. So I don't have like the best response yet because mine is just bitchy. Um, but yeah. I don't mean like, like, remember that, you mean like that time the agent attached his resume to his offer, Angela? No. <laughs> Stop. That didn't happen. Yeah. Stop. Oh yeah, that happened. Mm -hmm. So my response is just bitchy, but I feel like yours is more like refined bitchy. Um, so I, I would love to hear what you say to agents like that because you are newer, um, but I don't really think that that matters at all. Um, well, it used to bother me a lot more um, when I first started out when that would happen. I mean, like, and, and like, make no mistake, you guys, I'm like, I. I can be pretty like uh, fucking antagonistic. So like uh, I've had to, yeah, I've had to really um, manage myself because what I, what I view, okay, in that dynamic, I know immediately that that person is insecure, right? Yeah. So like the reason that they're telling me about their resume is because they literally like feel like that is the only thing they're bringing to the table. So most of the time what I do is I do not acknowledge it at all. I try not to feed into like somebody's insecurity because at the end of the day, we need to work together in order to get us to the finish line. Right? Like, so even though you're, this person is like being a, this weird way towards me, I need to make sure that I'm keeping it together for both of us. So a lot of times I do like kill with kindness, like immediately, like as soon as they're being that way, I immediately like make a call to them. I'm super sweet to them. I appeal to like the fact that like, you know what? You have so much experience, you know this game. Like, we've gotta get these people to the finish line. What can we do, like, what ideas do you have, you know, Mr. So Experienced, um, to get us where we need to be? And like, and, and like, listen, man, I know, I'm on your side. Like, I really wanna blah, blah, blah too, but my person's not gonna do that, and like, we just gotta get this sold. And I just completely switched to that because in the past, I'd be like, well, fuck you. I've done more deals than you in my two years than you've done in your entire fucking 15 years. So I don't know if that matters. That used to be me, but now I'm saved by Jesus Christ. So now I do more of a like, hey, what can I do? Like kind of like 
what kind of judo can I pull to like put this person on my side so that my client gets what they want? I mean, that's the only way I've learned to really manage that type of thing. And luckily I've only come across that not a handful of times. It hasn't actually happened to me a lot, thankfully. Well, that's, that's good. It. I was so expecting Kristen has a quick question, but I just wanted to piggyback really fast and say Simone and I met because she was looking for a realtor here in Denver. And so I listed a house for a referral of hers and I had no idea that I think when we did that transaction together, you had only been licensed for like six months, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. No clue. And I remember, and you guys, like, obviously we all know, like no one really like intimidates me. I would talk to her on the phone and I'd hang up and I'd be like, this bitch is going to rip my face off. <laughs> no oh, way. Wow. That is so weird. I thought the same. Well, when I talked to you, I was like, yo, she's like real deal. Holyfield. I remember you sent me, um, <laughs> you sent me some shit, some email that was all like super professional. And like, if you ever interact with, with like me, like my marketing like sucks. Like I have to, I really do need to like buckle down, but like Jessica sent me this stuff that was all like beautiful and like branded. And I was like, yeah, she's confusing me with someone else. Cause no, that it was like, real life. <laughs> I was like, Oh my God, like this bitch is going to find out that I don't even know. Like she'd call me and tell me these problems that she's having. And I'm like, I never even heard of what she just said, but I'm just going <laughs> to, I had no it. idea. She's really mad. So I'm mad too. And like, yo, we're going to solve it. And that's what we did. Like we just, work together to solve the problem. I mean, it, that's how it was. I think I remember there was some delay because something happened and we just had to work together to get it, get it right. Yeah. So I feel like you're my inner me that I want to come out and be like this to other agents. <laughs> I'm not joking. I'm not joking. Like, and I will, I'll come out and I'll be like that, but I have a reserved me yeah. Um, my husband is my partner. Not that I'm saying that I do it because of him, but I know he'll be like, Kristen, shh, shh, shh. <laughs> right. have you ever had another agent or like, we get this a lot in our business, a high D high, strong woman in our business who snaps back and puts her foot down is labeled the bitch is labeled the you don't want to mess with her because she's bitchy and she's awful to deal with. Have you ever gotten that? Have you ever gotten backlash from another agent or heard it around? Um, I'm sure it exists. Um, just because that's kind of like the story of my entire life. So I don't know why this realm would be any different, you know, than any other place that I've existed. Um, but with, with other agents, I am actually like, I'm pretty, I'm pretty like low key. Um, I don't really get strong in a transaction unless I really have to, cause I know how I can be. So I try to, um, one with my client, I try to set up the expectation of everything is smooth. This is not adversarial and we are having fun. And with other agents, that's the same thing. Like I love doing transactions with other agents. I love other agents. One of my favorite things about being a realtor is working across with other agents and, and especially being able to do like multiple deals with the same person, getting to present offers to the same listing agent over and over. Um, and just getting to know them, getting to learn from them. And that's the place that I come from almost all the time, like from the beginning, you know, I set up that like, 
I'm professional, but I'm fun. I'm cool. And I, but I also take this very seriously and I also am really good at what I do. So that's where we come from. If things start spinning out and they start getting weird, um, in, in the past, I would let myself get weird too. And sometimes I still feel myself starting to like spin out, but I have, once I've learned how much value it is to manage myself and keep myself straight, keep myself like calm, because as soon as I start fucking flipping out, mm -hmm. everyone starts flipping out mm -hmm. and I will go off on another agent. And then that dynamic isn't good. So I have learned that like that is the place that I need to chill and I let them spin out and I kind of, and I also give them grace for that. Right. It's like, I've been there before I've been super stressed and then all of a sudden this happens and you just kind of pop off, but I don't hold it against them and I don't hold grudges, but you know, if I have to get down, I'll get down, you know, like the other, I had something happen where, um, I had a transaction on the day of closing all of a sudden this, lady emailed me on behalf of the agent basically saying that they're not going to close because they heard through the HOA president that this um, property fl was flooded, had flooded before, which was not true. The HOA president was like a psycho. We knew that. But she said this to the, to the buyer. So all of a sudden the buyer's not going to close. But this, this person writing me was like the head of like a termite company. She wasn't a realtor. And she was like writing to me like really antagonistic. And, and I don't know if it's the same where you, where y'all are at, but here you can't, if you're not licensed, if you're not like a licensed realtor, you can't be like involved in these type of conversations about like contracts and stuff. So I first, like I called her, I told her, she argued with me. Then she started arguing with me on email. So I like straight up, like put the smack down on her and email it was like, you know what, this is like a felony. Like you, you are like, this is not something I'm going to handle with you. And like, I probably came off real strong, but it, it, caused her to stop talking. And next thing I know, they re recorded on the property. So I don't even know if it was ever resolved. But the whole point is, is like that took like an escalation for me to like get to that point. Mm -hmm. Prior to that, it was like, we're cool. We're going to be fine. But I also am not going to be pushed around. And I think that that's like what I like to put out with other agents is like, I am, I am a person that you want to collaborate with on this transaction because I am going to fight to get it done. And I'm going to be, I'm going to be with you in that fight. I, of course, am always going to be on my client's side, but, you know, I'm not going to come at you weird unless like things get super duper duper weird. And then, yeah, I mean, I'll get fucking wild. Of course, you know, right. that's what it is. <laughs> I mean, God, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I understand completely. Right. Um, so as you deal with that more and more and more, um, because it won't stop, it'll keep going. Um, you'll learn all the legal terms that you'll need to know for that. It's called tortious interference and you'll just call your attorney and let them handle it. So um, <laughs> I don't even fight. We just my own had this conversation anymore. the other day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We don't fight our own battles anymore. We just let our attorney do it. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, like the ultimate flex, right? Yeah. <laughs> call my attorney. Yeah. Um, so what is next for you? Like, are you going to start like getting some leverage in your marketplace and start taking some listings? Are you going to build a team? Like what's coming up? How are you, how are you thinking for the future? Well, that's a really oh, that's gonna be a good one. She had to like wipe her eye. Yeah. <laughs> I have to do my prayer hands. Um, okay. So I'm just going to be like totally like upfront 
and now I'm thinking about everybody is gonna watch this and I guess whatever fuck it who cares who cares do who cares? it okay so I um I love being a buyer's agent and everybody tells me that I need to not be doing that as much um and I understand why like I obviously understand why but I just love my buyers so fucking much so I'm trying to find, I am trying to, and every morning in my meditation, I'm trying to find what it is that fits me that might not necessarily be like what the thing is to do, but is like maybe a combination of the thing to do plus like what I want to do. Because I've done a lot of things um, in my like working life that I have done because other people told me that I should do it. And I am a person who tends to be good at most things that I try because I have an insane intensity. So if I like say I'm going to do something, I apply like my full intensity to it and there's no way you can't be successful, right? Like as soon as you like put in your full effort, you are going to be successful. So I have gone down many roads of different things where it's like, wow, you know, you should do this. I'm like, okay even me getting my license, honestly, was like other people telling me like, you should get your license. I'm like, all right, I will. But I just happened to, to stumble on a thing that I actually truly love. And so I'm being very protective of other people telling me that I need to, you know, go this direction with it or that direction with it, or you need to do, you know, whatever, because I know in the past I have been heavily influenced by you know what the world says i should do and then inside it's like yeah but this isn't as much fun as it was before and if i stop having fun i i'm not as effective anymore so i never did i never did listings until like six seven years ago when Lindsay like was shaking me and said you need to start taking some damn listings and the reason why i decided to start doing it because i only ever work with buyers first-time home buyers specifically military folks extra specifically. Um, the whole reason I started taking listings was because I couldn't find houses for my buyers at a price that was not something that I thought that they were overpaying for. So right. I would, I would use them as leverage and then sell them before they even hit the market and help my buyers that way. And so that kind of spiraled into, well, now I'm, now I'm doing all this stuff. Um, so that's the whole reason why I did it. It wasn't just because, you know, people told me that I had to, it was because I was having a major issue in our market, uh, finding houses at an affordable price. And I even considered almost, well, I not just considered it. I mean, we went to the like regional building with like plans to start building houses because I couldn't find houses at an affordable price for my clients. Yeah. Uh, so, so it's weird. It. It, yeah. It's weird that you bring that up because the, those are the type of thoughts that I am having as well. Um, in Arizona, it is like in Phoenix, particularly, it is like, this market is insane. I mean, anything that's, my buyers tend to be, you know, between 200 and 350,000, anything in that that's halfway decent is gone in a day, you know, multiple offers. I was just in a, a multiple offer situation, 21 offers on a house in the first day, you know, just crazy. And it drove up the price 30,000 on it. Um, you won, right? You got it though, right? I did, I did get that one. It was like fucking balling. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, and so you're right. I mean, there are, there are definitely reasons for me to um, think bigger than what I'm thinking now. And, um, and what a, like, I love that, like, the, what a creative solution um, 
to your to your buyer's problem like that is that is actually like a great driving force and that's a good thing for me to think about like i can continue to serve them in in such a wonderful way by adding this thing to adding like a new tool to my toolbox so right. yeah that's what my whole business is is finding solutions and making things easier in the process so I just started doing really small, like tiny flips for my sellers, like to get the house to where I know it'll sell for more. Um, and now all of a sudden it's basically, I'm going in and I'm gutting your house and then we'll list it and then we'll sell it for top dollar. Um, and that's, that transition has literally been over the last, I don't know, maybe like a year and a half um, wow. so I went from like doing small flips, like, because my buyers couldn't see around that ugly carpet. Like you guys right. have. Right. Um, so I was like, well, on a VA loan, we can pay off debt. So why don't we just have the seller pay? you know, $3,000 towards the renovation. And then when you move in, we'll have all of that done for you. Um, so that was how this whole thing started. Um, so it's interesting to see, like, you are basically where I was a few years ago. So. See, and like, remember how I said earlier, like fucking badass. That is like such a, that is such a cool creative solution. And also I just want to point out how cool is it that like, this is what we get to do. Like this, because we, because we do this work, there are a number of different ways to solve these problems. And that's, you like never can get tired of it. Every day is new, every, every day is something different. And the possibilities are endless. I mean, I fucking love it. It's great. I would love to hear more about that meditation process. Mm -hmm. And also your coach and maybe who your coach is and what you guys are working on if you're willing to kind of go into that. With us, I'm like a super, super mindset junkie. So listening to you talk about that, I'm like, yeah, that's my jam. Tell us more. Okay. Um, yes, I will absolutely share this. I think it's, um, if I'm being honest, it is the most important thing I have ever done for myself and definitely for my business. And I tell people this, hands down, people say, what do you do, you know, to, to sell so many homes? And I truly can say, this is all I do um, to, the, to the point where I just got a CRM a week and a half ago, like for the first time. Um, I don't pay for marketing. I don't pay for leads, nothing like that. I have instead decided to invest and I you know, pay a decent amount of money a month to invest in only myself, personal development. And it seems to me that by changing the way that I think and the way that I show up in the world, it just attracts business to me, which is like the fucking bomb. Um, so what do I do? So I, it, and this is not perfect, you guys. Like I still am very much like working on like making this, you know, something that is super duper consistent. But almost every single morning, I wake up and I write, um, I write a gratitude list and I, and the gratitude list is five things I'm grateful for now. And then five things I'm grateful for in the future, except I write it as if it's now. So like for me, one of my, you know, I'm so happy and grateful to be married to my best friend is like my now. Right. And then like, I'm so happy and grateful now that I sell 100 homes a year. You know, I write that every single morning because that's my goal. I want to sell hundred homes a year. So I'm speaking it into existence every single day. Like this is what I do and this is who I am as a person to make this happen. After that, I have a number of different meditations that I do and they're just like YouTube links, like, you know, 
whatever, you know, you can find ones that re resonate with you, but generally no more than 20 minutes. And um, the, the focus of them is helping you to see yourself as you truly are in your truest greatness and your perfection right now. One of the things that I struggle with is like feeling like once I'm this, I'll be great. Once I sell a hundred homes a year, I will be great. Once I weigh this much, I will be great. Once I'm this kind of mom, I will be great. And so one of the things that, one, I know that's not true, right? Like we all know, like we're great. We're great right now. We were designed perfectly. We were put, we were put in this world perfectly as we were meant to be right now. There's nothing about you that needs to change in order to be fucking awesome. The only thing that needs to be different is you need to believe that you're great right now because it's us just getting in our way, the way that we think about ourselves, these self-limiting thoughts hold us back so much. So I focus in my meditations on seeing myself as I am right now and allowing my imagination to begin to extrapolate. If I just behaved as great as I am, if I just showed up as fucking phenomenal as I already am, imagine what I could do. And the, and imagine is it's, as much as I can imagine, that's what I can do. And that's, that's true for every person. And all it is is just reinforcing it every single morning when I start, before I start my day of like, no matter what happened, no matter what, you know, thing is weighing on me, there's nothing that takes away the fact that I am fucking divine. I am the most powerful entity in the world. I can do anything I want to do and I will. And that, and that is really like what it is. So I start my day like that. And then throughout the day I'll have, um, I try to take time to reinforce it. So I run, um, so when I'm running, like I, I try to do a thing, that's kind of embarrassing, but I try to do this thing where <laughs> I revel in my like creation. So I live in the place I've always wanted to live. Ever since I was little, this neighborhood is called Windsor Square. I wanted to live here since I was little. And it was when I was little, it was like my dad and I would like come down here and we'd be like, oh my fucking God, the people who live here have to be straight up balling, dude. Like what, what kind of people live here? And like, also like, you gotta be white to live here. You gotta be rich to live here. You gotta be a certain way to live here. And like, yo, that ain't you. Like little Moni, that's not you. That's never gonna be you, right? Not, and that's not saying that's anything my parents said, but like that is like, the, that's the world telling you that, right? Like, so the world is gonna tell you like, well, that's not you and that's not possible. Like what you need to do, is just focus, like stay in your lane and this is what you're doing. Well, here I am, I fucking live here now. So every day I try to take time, either in a walk or a run to be like, look at what I did, dude. I fucking made it like and I just do it like I will stand in the street and like put my arms out and be like I made it and like one day I'll probably get gunned down from the cops but like whatever I am here I did it and I try to like find moments like that where I stop and like be about what I am doing and the greatness that I am because my because my true or not my true my the liar in me the liar inside me will say, you're not good enough. You still haven't done, you know, you, you're here, but we'll see how long that lasts. 
you know, or you're successful at real estate, but you know, like it's just luck. Like it's not really a real thing. So like, it's always counteracting that conversation to eventually have it just be something that's like squelched. Like it's not a thought. So that, I feel like that whole thing I just said makes me sound like a fucking insane person like Kanye West, but. That's my jam. That is like all that mindset is my I just feel like I went to church. I'm sorry. So who, who's your coach? (laughs) His name's Justin Thorstad. Thorstad. He's, um, he is a broker with a company, um, called Libertas Real Estate. And he, um, I came across him because I went to a seminar, um, called agent evolution, which is like a free mindset coaching thing that him and actually my husband's now boss at the time, it wasn't my husband's boss, but they run this program and I got an invite to it from one of them and I went to it and it was just a lot of talking about like, how are you being like it, how you, how you are being will completely define what you do and what you have. So, so many people focus on like, I got to have these things and they get into what they call doing this, right? So if I just do the right things, I will have the, the life that I want. But really, in order to have the life you want, you need to be that person. So we skip the being part. We skip the like internal self work to get to that end result. So that was like the first seminar I went to. And I thought like, damn, that really resonates with me. So I went to another thing that he did um, for his brokerage. And he just offers it to anyone, even if you're not part of part of his uh, company. And then... Um, And then I had this inclination a few months later that like, I should invest in myself. I should pay a coach every month and I should like meet with somebody every single month. Um, I meet with him twice a month and I should have somebody help me, you know, be better. And so I put a thing out in our Arizona Facebook real estate group saying, you know, like I'm looking for a coach and like someone tagged him and I kind of hoped that they would because he was in my mind, but I wasn't sure if he even did coaching. And he just responded like, yeah, I'll do it. And so we did like a little interview and I've been working with him for, I think about eight months now. Um, again, best thing I've ever done. It's awesome. So I would like to touch back on your mindset and what you do every morning. Cause you said something that just like hit the core for me. Um, my business hasn't been doing that great the last two years. Not that I'm saying that it's not doing great now, but last year was a pretty hard year for me and my husband and our business. And we tanked and now we're trying to get it back up. Um, but there's always people around us that are like, you got to do this. You got to do this. You got to be at this number. Why are you behind this person? Why aren't you selling this much? Why aren't-? And it's like, that kills me inside. Like that legit, like takes me and burns me and pisses me off and basically puts me in a hole. And for you to say like, Oh, we got to be at that weight or we got to be at, at this number. We're going to get to that weight and we're going to get to that number, but it's going to still be there. It's, it's within that needs to be said. And for you to like say that to yourself every morning about where you want to be and how you are now is huge. Like that just like you put a light bulb over my head, like nobody's business. Like 
I'm freaking out right now. I'm freaking out right now that we're not going to hit a certain amount this year. I'm freaking out because I'm getting fatter and it's, it's all within, like, I'm, I'm not, I guess I'm not happy with myself right now for, so for you to say that, I was like, holy shit, like, I need to be happy where I'm at now. Cause if I'm not happy now, I'm not going to be happy then. Well, first of all, like I have to, this has to be said, the people that are talking to you, um, so without a doubt, you're a fucking stud. People don't, people don't talk to people who aren't studs like that way. You know what I mean? Like they're watching you for a reason. They're paying attention to you for a reason. And more than likely, they don't want you to be successful. If they're pointing out that you're falling short, that is not a person that really wants to see you grow. Right. So because, because now I, I don't want to make that like a thing, but like, because the truth is there isn't anything that you have to do in order to be perfect as you are right now. So for somebody to make it seem like you need to reach this place or how come you're behind or whatever, behind what? Exactly. What is, what's the fucking standard? I need to weigh what? Why? Says who? I'm not going to a UFC fight. I don't need to fucking make weight. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't, I, I'm, not, I'm not in this thing where I have to sell so much in order to whatever, meet some criteria. This is your life and your business, and it needs to be exactly what it is that you want it to be. So first thing is like, shut the fuck up, right? Like, stay the fuck out of my business, and you don't know, you know, not in that way, but like, that's like the truth. Like, my response, like, on your behalf is like, chill. Like, this isn't your, stay in your lane. Worry about why you're fucking up, you know, like, you know, be over there. Because in the, the truth is, is, like, you're not messing up. You are doing great. And you have to start with that premise. You have to start taking time every single morning. That's a, okay. That's why that gratitude list is going to be really good for you. Yeah. Write that out. I'm so happy and grateful. Like take time to recognize everything that is right about you. Write it down. Write it down. Every single thing that is like, I fucking kill it at blah, 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 blah. I am, I am a great wife. I am a great mother. I am this. I am that. Write it all down because that is the truth. And then your desire to grow, like this is something I'm learning. Your desire to grow is not because you have to. It's because you get to. You don't have to do anything in order to be your best. You already are. You get to improve yourself because that's like as a human being, like what a great experience. Like you get to decide that I want to reach for this goal. Cool. It's exciting. It's fun. It's play. That's it. But it's not like, oh my God, if I don't reach this, then blah, blah, blah. Like, what's the, what is the blah, blah, blah? If I don't reach this goal, then what? Right. What does it say about you? Nothing. It really doesn't. It doesn't change any of that list of why you're phenomenal. So, so it's like coming from that place has to be the beginning before you can move forward to, to, see, to, to being in that next level. So I will have to say that, like, I had a little bit of a limit, limiting belief and a little bit of a, mm, I don't want to do that. So you and my CrossFit coach are kind of this one and the same. He, a couple of years ago, fell into bad times, some personal issues, and he decided to start waking up at 4 a.m. and writing a gratitude list, yes. um, meditating for 15 minutes every day, and then starting his workout and starting his coaching. And to me, I'm like, I don't want to wake up at 4 a.m. and make a gratitude list. I don't want to do that. But I think it just clicked with me 
after you're saying that, because I saw my coach doing it and he's been doing it for three years now and he is the happiest. He is the healthiest he has ever been. And then now hearing it from you that you make a gratitude list. It's like, maybe that's what I need to do. I do it. Don't do it at four in the freaking morning. I do it every night before I go to sleep and I journal for 15 minutes. Like, and in the morning when I wake up, I start my day the same way. And I literally, and I know this sounds really stupid, but I literally wake up and start with like, my bed is so comfortable. Yes. I'm so thankful to be yes. here. These sheets feel so good. My child is laying next to me. My home is safe and wonderful. Today I get to go do this, but you, you don't have to do it. Like I get really irritated with that whole wake up at four in the morning thing. Cause there's a lot of science behind biologically who you are and what the best time of the day is for you. So you do it when it works best for you. So if early in the morning works for you, cause you are an early person, then do it early in the morning, but I do it at night, but just start with little stupid things. Like the sky is blue. The weather is perfect. I like this shirt that I'm wearing today. I like the air temperature, like, but it does, um, being in a state of gratitude changes everything. You show up different when, when you, when you come from a place of, if you think about marveling at the world that you're in and seeing it, seeing it for what it is, which is like endless abundance, endless possibility. You can do anything that you want. You just have to see that that is the truth. If you come from that place, imagine how you're going to interact in your business. Imagine how you interact with your clients. If you come from a place with your clients of like, I am literally just here to add value to you. If you add value to every person that you meet and that's your goal, imagine how your business just begins to flow to you. You don't want to have to fight and worry. Like you don't want to be in a scarcity mindset, right? Like I'm scared this will all dry up. You can't be in scarcity if you're in abundance. It's like the the complete opposite thing. So you have to start your day with that gratitude, thinking in that mindset of like, anything is possible for me. And I am everything. I am everything right now. If you start your day like that, there's no bounds to like the impact that you can make and the business will follow. Like I had to start, like, I had to stop thinking about my numbers and stop thinking about producing and just start thinking about value. I have to add value. If I leave every person feeling a little better because they interacted with me, then that is going to be enough to, to grow my business. And it's the fucking truth. I have 14 escrows right now for no reason. Like just like only reason is like me just putting out the energy of like, I'm here to serve and I'm having a fucking awesome time doing it. That's it. And everything will begin to fall into place for your life. Prom- I promise you it's that simple and you do it on your terms. There's no, there's, there's no correct way to do it, but just do it. However time of day, whatever way you want to be in that gratitude, whatever zone it is for you is the right answer. That, that's, that's, that is what I've come to know is the absolute truth. Love you. We all need to go down there and hang out with her. It's like our, she's our fifth homegirl. Simone, how many times have I said that to you? you said it like, probably at least 12 or to 15 times. 
I knew it. I knew you guys would all love her. So for all the agents out there who, you know, kind of shit all over the mindset piece of this and who say that coaching is a waste and people who say that coaching doesn't do anything, what's your big, biggest advice to them? Well, you do you, boo. I mean, cool. Like I, I'm, I sell 50 homes a year and I don't really work that hard at it. Like if, so if this doesn't work and this is all just whatever, that's fine. If it's all just magic or what, you know, not true. Okay. Like my results speak for themselves. So I don't, and I'm not saying that, like, I know I'm being kind of like whatever with my body language, like all kind of sassy about it, but I actually believe that that's also true. Like this is not for everybody. I think you have to have sort of like a, uh, I think you kind of have to have like a spiritual kind of switch in you to be able to hear this and not everyone can hear it. And not everyone's also ready to hear it because what I'm talking about is like the ultimate, like self responsibility, right? Like you are responsible for the way your world looks and behaves to you. You are the piece that causes everything to happen around you. That is like, Oh shit. My, oh, so everything around me is fucked up. Could that mean that I'm fucked up? You know, is that, is it me not being at my best that is causing my world to reflect back to me as not the best. So that puts it on me. Right. And not everybody's willing and ready to hear that. Like really it is about you. And that's the good news. The good news is, is that you can control this by really starting to work on yourself. Right. So not everyone can hear it. Not everyone wants to hear it. And that's totally fine. My advice to them is, is like, good luck. Like, can, you know, do you like, and if you ever want to, you know, get some next level shit, you know, I, for one, am always willing to like talk to people about this. Cause the more that I talk about it, the, like the more my practice is stronger, right? Like it reinforces like me. So I'm always willing to talk about it, but not everybody will be this way. And, and that's fine. I'm all about diversity, I guess. <laughs> okay. So I want to ask um, two questions. So we talk a lot about the way that our personalities and our business affects our close personal lives because we're women. Um, so first of all, you are obviously a very strong personality. How does that affect your relationship dynamic in your marriage and in friendships? Well, um, thankfully my husband is about strong women. So he, um, I think like part of what he probably likes most about me is that, um, that I am, um, I'm not somebody who is not aware of how powerful I am and I'm not, and I, and I regularly act in my power. So, and not in a, like a, whatever weird, uh, way, but just in a way of like, I exist, I am loved, I'm important and I'm fucking rad and I, you know let's do it. So for him and I, I think I probably, I think probably one of our biggest challenges is that I am very driven and, um, he is not as driven. So he does a lot of like supporting me and what I'm doing to the, to the extent that he got his mortgage license. And now he, you know, does the loans of my clients. Like 
that's how supportive he is, right? Like he, he was an insurance um, agent for like 20 years. He sold his book of business this past winter and went and got his license and was like, let's team up, right? But like, it's truly because I'm doing this, he's doing this, right? It's not like he's always wanted to do loans. It's just, okay, this is a natural thing since my wife is a fucking badass. I'll go and, you know, be on, be on this with her. Um, but it is not easy. I'm, I'm fairly sure it's not, it's not easy to be married to me. I get the feeling. Um, (laughs) (laughs) He's more bad, man, I tell you. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, um, I'm a person who like knows that I can be by myself. So like, if I'm with someone, it's because I'm like choosing to be with you. And so I don't know how that, I don't know how he feels about that. <laughs> I guess I never really <laughs> asked him. Um, but I know that it's probably not easy to be married to someone like me all the time. There's probably parts of it that are easy and then parts of it that are like, yikes, this bitch is crazy. But um, <laughs> for friendships, I have probably like three real friends. Um, I have like three people who like, get me and who are on the same wavelength as me and then everybody else is just really not like about the Simone life you know they want to be but then as soon as like they get involved they're like I'm gonna go ahead and cancel my subscription so um, (laughs) (laughs) I just have like my like three like homies and and everyone else is like cool like we can be you know we can be friends or whatever, but like not like real, real friends. Right. So, and then the other question I was going to ask, and this is like super nerdy, but you and I are like, I love you. We're like soul sisters now. I know. I feel, uh, so, I feel it through the screen, dude. I really do. Yeah. So when you have that, there's a lot of different terms out there. You can call it whatever you want, that spiritual awakening or that mindset piece engage in you or that soul awakens in you, whatever that happens. Um, so like for me, when that happened and when that does happen to you, and I'm sure you've read and studied or learned about this, like you can't stop it when you become enlightened or aware. Right. And the harder that you try to, the worse things go for you. And so if you don't have people in your life that are on that same wavelength, it can get really weird, really fast. Um, it totally destroyed my marriage and I tried to like shove that stuff back in the box for like a couple years and it wouldn't go back in the box because it's not possible. So is your husband awake, aware, enlightened the same way that you are? Do you guys talk about this stuff? Yes. So, so that is one thing that is like a huge blessing is he actually has been, um, strangely enough, he has like a really good foundation of this as well. Like he has like a natural ability to hear this. And so his boss, like I said, so my coach and his boss run this thing called agent evolution together. Right. So my husband got hired by his boss. So now they work on that kind of same thing on their side. So I have my coach that I do my like private, you know, we do one-on-one stuff and that's just between him and I, and, you know, we talk about everything. And he, I think, I'm assuming, has that same dynamic with his boss, who also, like, does a fair amount of coaching of him, too. Um, But my husband is, like, very, like, open-minded. He's a very, very smart, brilliant man. And he also, like, 
has like a creative energy that it's just, it's hard for me to even quantify. And so that combination really works well with, with the way I am. So we're not like, we're not enlightened on the, in the same way, but we definitely can speak each other. Like we can see and we can like speak to each other on it. And then the other thing is like, he is deeply secure. So that's an important piece um, mm -hmm. because I'm already this way, but like, as I'm on this like ultralight beam, you know, like yep. some dudes yes. might be like, yo, like I need you to like calm all the way back down. Like, and I'm not trying to hear how you're like super powerful because I don't feel that powerful, you know, with my problems or whatever. And now like, you're making me feel like, like I'm not good enough. Yeah. Like my wiener super small, like, however it is you're making me feel, um, is making me like not, and then, and then resentment starts happening and like things like that start happening. I've been married before. So before my husband, um, and my ex-husband was like that, just like super insecure. And as I started to grow as a person, like he just was not tolerating it and trying to kind of box me back in. And I just had to like peace out on that. So I feel you. I know what you're saying. You're a badass. So are you. I want to talk about baby boy for a second. Yeah. How has becoming a mom in the last, because he will be what, a year old this month or next month? Next month, June. Okay. So how has that changed the dynamic of your business? How has that changed your mindset? Just in general, because being a mom obviously changes everything. It does. And so how have you morphed into this role where now you're mom, your wife, your badass, your realtor, you're all these things to all these people? Well, um, I think like being a mom has really softened me and matured me uh, quickly. Uh, and I'm very grateful for that. So softened meaning like, um, I just am a little bit more patient with everybody. I'm a little bit more, um, uh, measured uh, with myself and with other people, which is, I, I feel like it's had a direct positive impact on my business just because the way that I interact, um, you know, is better. The other thing that is kind of hard to, to put into words, but I'll try is being a mom has helped me um, let, has helped me be more open um, as a person emotionally. So I have a, I have a tendency to be hard to know and I have a tendency to be kind of like, um, don't get too familiar with me. Like I can be that way. I can be kind of like, uh, you know, we're not that close. Like you don't need to be like in my space or like, you don't need to be like, you know, asking me like questions or whatever that I don't really consent to, you know, I can be like that way. I can be hard to connect with. And I feel like being a mom has opened up like my, my heart and my soul a little bit more to where I am allowing other people to connect with me and it's actually growing me. Um, whatever the thing is that caused me to be a little bit difficult to know, I think is starting to be less prevalent. And I am noticing that the quality of my relationships with people has improved um, because of me, because I am being better. I am being more open. I'm being less guarded. Um, and I think I, I attribute that to motherhood because I think motherhood is like the ultimate surrender and the ultimate vulnerability, right? So it's like, you have this thing that like was born 
And like, now if anything happens to it, you know that you're probably going to kill yourself, right? Like you are that, you are that involved with this little, little being. And like, so you're going to, I mean, you're checking and like putting your hand in front of his mouth, making sure he's still breathing. And like, you know, you're making sure that everything that you can possibly control is right because God forbid something happened to it because you know that like you're all in on this, on this little creature. You're all in, which is like the first time I've ever really been all in on anything or anyone in my whole life. I'll just be totally honest. But I've noticed that me growing to be all in with him is allowing me to be all in on my life and all in with other people too. When before I wasn't that way. And so I think like that is like the kind of like, like, like weird, like intangible stuff that has happened. Um, as far as like life, I have a nanny, um, which is like, I can't even put into words what, what my nanny means to me. I pretty much am going to like put her in my will. Like she is like life. She's here Monday through Friday from nine to six. And I work from home, so I work in my, like, I'm in my backyard right now. I work in my backyard. She has the baby inside. I go in there and, like, play with him throughout the day. But, like, she holds it down. She's, like, this Guatemalan lady. She cooks. She cleans. She, like, you know, takes care of him. She's teaching him Spanish because she only speaks Spanish to him. It is, like, the best thing that I've ever done. It's expensive, but it's the best thing I've ever done. And it allows me to work on my business, work on myself and not worry about him, but still have him home with somebody who really loves him. And then I'm like steps away. Right. So it's created this um, opportunity for me to continue to produce and actually produce more um, knowing that he's taken care of, but still within proximity. That's the answer. I love you. <laughs> I'm so glad that we got to talk to you today. I adore you. I always have though. Like from the second we met, I was like, this chick's my soul sister. Like oh, I felt the same you. way. Like, just adore you. And I, you know, I've always known you were a badass, but like this really, you really like we all just got more from you than than anyone, I think, at this point. I mean, this was this was intense. Like, you're amazing. Oh, thank you so much, you guys. I'm so happy that I had the chance to talk to you. I feel so, like, appreciated. Thank you. <laughs> well, we, yeah, we appreciate you. The, you're, I don't, I don't even know what to say right now. Like, you're right. phenomenal. You're everything I thought you were, and then, like, a thousand times more. Oh, stop. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I can't take compliments. We have to stop this part. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. <laughs> All right, well, thanks for coming on, Simone. We hope you loved our show today. If you enjoyed it, do the homegirls a favor and leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen. Share this episode with all of your homegirls and friends and find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at homegirlsco.